Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. There is one thing that I'm known for around, our, in, around my house and around my staff um, is that I lose my keys. Like, a, a lo- Heather's laughing. Like, a lot. Um, yeah, Dan's agreeing, uh, like a lot. It's, I'm waiting for my husband to say something, but he hasn't said, he's kept his mouth shut. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do, I do, it's a thing, it's a thing. And um, it happens on a regular basis. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it may have already happened this morning and it's, on, and it's only 9am, um, but I, I think it only really happens once every two months or so, um, but, but others around me might think it's a, a daily uh, thing. So it's, um, it happens frequently. So when I go to get them, they're in my back pocket, which is good. <laughs> when I go to get them, they're not there. And what usually happens is I've left them somewhere. I've used them and then I've put them down and I've left them somewhere. So the locations can change um, often, like the, the closet in my wardrobe, like the shelves on my wardrobe, um, the bathroom, um, the sound desk, um, the, the ladies' bathroom above the toilet uh, holder. Um, everyone's going, yes, yes. Um, Matt's desk, one day they were on Matt's desk for um, a few, few moments. That was a, a long time for our team to find them on Matt's desk uh, hanging up. That took some time. But, but every time this happens, it's just when I need to get somewhere quick for an appointment. All the time it happens to me. And on these days when we're all looking around for Tam's keys, my car can go nowhere. My, I, I cannot open an office door. Um, you know, I, I can't get into my house. I have to sit out the back of my house and wait for someone to come home. You know, my, my, my car sits in the car park waiting. It's waiting for Tam to find her key to come and put it in the ignition so it can start moving. Keys are important. Can you remember when you first received keys to a car? Maybe your first car. Maybe your mum's car in our house, actually. (laughs) You felt like you were holding something special. Or when you purchased a house, and you receive the keys, you now have access to your home. Or how about this one, when someone else gives you their key. You know, you, you feel a bit privileged that they've, they've given you their keys. They've entrusted you with their keys. And that's because keys signify some things. They, they have a few functions, access, authority, and even insight. So my car key starts the ignition of my car engine. That's nothing new to us today. Other keys open and lock doors into spaces and places. Keys are important. And you might have a set of keys on you right now in your, in your pocket. Like me, I have my car key. I use my car key. Yeah, I found them, praise the Lord. Um, I have my car key. I use this key all the time. I have my house key. 
on this one. I use this key all the time. I've got other keys on there. And I've been hearing the Holy Spirit over the last little while. I'm not going to say weeks. It's been months, actually, since October last year. <laughs> months. And I'm sharing this today. I've been hearing Holy Spirit say this to me. It's time to use your key. It's time to use your key. So I've been on a journey since October last year, quite a while. And I'm saying, what are you saying, Lord, to me? What are you saying? What are you saying, Lord, to us about this key? And I want you to come on a journey with me today through this scripture. And we can discover, because it's been a discovering journey for me, together. And you get it in 30 minutes. (laughs) Lucky you. And I, I, wanna, I want you to come on a journey with me today. And I want to, um, for what I believe God is revealing to us today about this key. So I'm going to head to Matthew 16, verse 13. It's up on the board. It's up on the oh, board. I'm not a teacher. I used to be a teacher. I'm not, I mean, I'm in God's classroom today, hey? God's house. Matthew 16, it's up on the screen. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied. Some, well, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or, or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is a big, big moment in Peter's journey with Christ. And I have sat in this passage for a few weeks now, wrestling just how big that passage is. So much is happening in this moment. And the more commentaries I've been reading about this passage, the more I realize how big it is. Just how many views there are about this passage, just how many angles, people and denominations have taken this passage and applied it. But what I've I've also come to realise about this passage is that it's a pivotal moment for not only Peter and what he will receive, but for all people who will confess. Who will confess Jesus as their Lord in the same way Peter did? It's a big moment for us too. So what is actually happening in this moment. Well, let's, let's first begin with the question from Jesus. He comes up to Peter and he says, 
Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And today, I believe the Lord wants to ask you that question. If Jesus came up to you right now and stood in front of you and said, who do you say I am? How would you respond? It doesn't matter what the person next to you answers. Each one of us as individuals must answer for himself or herself this question from Jesus, who do you say I am? Peter responded. He said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. He was the first person to affirm a Christ's identity. And Jesus tells him what a miracle that really is. He makes it clear Peter did not come up with that himself. That God has supernaturally revealed that to him. And because God has, he is blessed. It was a work of God in the mind of Peter. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven. And if you're a follower of Jesus in the room or or listening or you're going to listen soon, just take a moment back to when you said yes to Jesus. And I want you to take a few seconds now to remember that moment when the Lord revealed, revealed himself to you. That, my friend, was a miracle. And only God. Don't think back and and remember that lightly. Truth that is not understood can't be received. God in his grace and his power and his truth and his love chose to reveal himself To you. To you. I hope that you can think about that with a fresh wonder of your salvation. For others in the room, I can't wait to hear stories of how God reveals himself to you. They're my favourite to listen to. And in this passage, it was Peter's moment of declaring who Jesus was to him. So we continue to read. Jesus says to him, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What are the keys of the kingdom of heaven? What are they? If I came and got off this platform and came and sat next to you and just said, what are the keys? What are the keys to the kingdom? I'm like, Demi, like, I don't want to, no, I'm not going to do that to anyone. I'm not going to do that to anyone. Because maybe you've never been asked that question before. But can I reassure you? Let me reassure you right now in this moment, if you're sitting there going, heck, I don't know the answer. These keys from Jesus 
has been a subject of debate for centuries. Some say keys represent authority to carry out church discipline and legislation and administration, while others say the keys give the authority to announce forgiveness of sins, while others say that this will be an angle, and this, this will be the angle I'll focus on, that these keys are the opportunity to bring people to the kingdom of heaven by presenting them with the message of salvation found in God's word, the gospel of Jesus Christ. When Jesus said he would give his disciples the keys of the kingdom of heaven, he based it on each one's coming to the same place of understanding Peter had reached when he identified Christ. So in other words, the keys are given to people who recognize Jesus as their king as Lord over their life, who recognised Jesus as the anointed one who has come to redeem them from their sins. And when you put your complete trust in him, then you gain access to the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is open to you because Jesus is the key to entering the kingdom of heaven. And as he said in John 14, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this key, Jesus and his message, gives you access. Access to the kingdom of God. Everything that's in his storehouse. Everything that's in his storeroom. The kingdom of heaven is ready to assist in every aspect of your life to address your earthly situations, provision, healing, salvation, wisdom, finances, strategy, power, all kingdom resources. This key, Jesus and his message, gives you authority. Oh, someone say hallelujah. He's given you authority. When you hold the key, you possess authority. You possess authority because of your revelation of Jesus, your trust in him, your faith in him. You hold the power to open or close, to bind, so not to permit something, to shut it down, or to loose, to permit something, and to, to allow it to happen, to allow something. Yes, you. It's not dependent on your outward appearance or how strong you may feel or how old you are or how young you are or how many degrees you have or your background or your nationality, if you're woman or if you're male. When you hold the keys, you have been given authority to speak into and over your situations. You, my friend, hold the keys. You don't have to go through a priest you don't have to go through a pastor. You don't have to rely on a friend. No, no, no. You have been given the authority to bring heaven on earth, to release his peace into chaos, to release his hope where there seems to be no hope left, to release his goodness to the needy, to release his light into the darkness, to release the good news of Jesus Christ to the lost. You, you, 
You hold the key. And some people and leaders get this wrong. The teachers of the law bound the Jewish, Jewish, Jewish people blah, to multiply rules that actually hindered people entering God's kingdom. We read in Luke 11, what sorrow awaits you experts in religious law. For you remove the key to knowledge from the people. You don't enter the kingdom yourselves and you prevent others from entering. The religious teachers thought they held the keys of the kingdom and they tried to shut some people out. Lord, help us be a people who will help people find the way inside by using our keys. So let's just have a look at how Peter used his key. Peter had been an unstable leader during Jesus' ministry. He, he even denied Jesus three times. But Christ has forgiven and restored him. This was a new Peter, humble but bold. His confidence came from the Holy Spirit who made him a powerful and dynamic speaker. And you might be sitting there thinking you've made some mistakes and you've blown it at times and think God could never forgive you and use you. No matter what sins you have committed, God promises to forgive you and make you useful for his kingdom. And allow him to forgive you and forgive yourself and he will use you effectively to serve him. So, so Peter begins by using his key. If you start to read Acts, you get to Acts chapter 2 in Jerusalem. And he addresses the crowd with the gospel message. 3,000 people were added to their number that day. Then this good news starts to spread to Judea and Samaria and eventually to the rest of the world. In Acts 8, Peter is then sent with John to Samaria and to pray for the people there and lay hands on them for them to receive the Holy Spirit. He continues to use his keys and he opens the kingdom to the Gentiles. As you, If you keep reading in Acts, you get to Acts chapter 10. He's still using his key. A Gentile named Cornelius summons Peter. Peter explains the gospel to him and his family and they believe and the Holy Spirit comes upon them and they get baptised. Peter, by proclaiming the gospel to each different people group, was using his key and it was opening up the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom was advancing. It was moving. So just like Peter, as a believer, God has given you a key. It's Jesus and his good news, his authority, his message of repentance and salvation, forgiveness of sins, his name. So I want to ask you today, what are you doing with yours? What are you doing with your key? God has given us the keys to the kingdom, yet far too many of us, including myself, keep them in our pockets. 
never exploring what God has given to us to unlock for the advancement of his kingdom. And just like Peter and the other disciples, God calls us to be his messengers of his good news, to be his proclaimers, to be his witnesses. Debating with people is not our commission. We aren't religion pushers. We can talk about the lost or we can begin to start talking to the lost. He calls his sons and daughters to go into all the world, every nation, and share his good news. Our responsibility is to share it with grace and love in the spaces he sends you and I to. We, we need to be gripped with the wonder of who Jesus is and what he has done. Do you know his message? Do you know his message? Do you know and understand the gospel? Have you heard this good news? Over the Easter period, like Dan was saying this morning, churches all around here, Hope and around the world, will be sharing the good news of Jesus' life and death and resurrection. The gospel is not a mere theory in a book. It's a living, oral proclamation. The gospel is meant to be heard and presented and shared to anyone, anywhere, anytime. So in 10 seconds, probably less than 10 seconds, I'll quickly share this with you now. God created us to be with him. Our sins separate us from God. Sins cannot be removed by your good deeds. Paying the price for your sin, Jesus died and rose again. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. Life with Jesus can start today and last forever. That's the gospel. Under 15 seconds. If you weren't quick enough to pull out your phone, take a screenshot of that so you always have it on your phone for next time the Lord might say, hey, quickly share the gospel. You might whip it out. I've got, I thought about that. I've got something printed out over there and at the end of the day, you can go and grab it, put it at the back of your Bible, put it on your bathroom mirror, put it in your handbag so you have always got the simple gospel message on you. Put it in your hearts. The old teacher in me would say, all right, this week's homework is to go home and learn the gospel message. <laughs> I don't have to do report cards. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I love you teachers in the room. I do. Peter proclaimed this message everywhere he went using his key. Jason shared the gospel message at the end of his message last week using his key. Sharon shared the gospel last week in Hope Kids and four kids said yes to Jesus using her key. Matt shared the gospel in the final week of youth and hearts were impacted. Truth went out using his key. I heard of primary school kids going from here and sharing it in the playground people coming to faith. I've heard of teenagers sharing it in the playground and them coming to faith. They're using their key. 
A lady over the phone with me last week heard the good news and invited Jesus into her heart. She described it as light all around her and a weight had been lifted. I can pull an app out of my phone. It's called United Hive. You can look it up if you want an app. I can show you. But I can pull an app on my phone and click on it and I can read stories all around the world of the gospel being shared and people coming to faith. Pretty cool. They're using their key. (laughs) So what stops us from using it? What stops us from using it? There are limits and there are lies that we place on ourselves, isn't there? I think we have all battled with them, if we were completely honest. Every single one of them. Every single one of them that I'm about to read, I have battled with every single one of them. The gospel is not news when no one tells it. But we do, we put these lies and limits. Here are some. I can't do that. I can't do that. I don't know the Bible enough to do that. I'm not good with that, so I'll just bring them to church so they can hear it there. I'm afraid of rejection, afraid of what they might think. I'm afraid of losing my friends. They won't be my friend anymore. That's not my gifting. Uh, I'll stuff it up. (laughs) I don't know how. I don't know how. Well, I want you. I want. I want to let you in on something today. This is just between you and me. No one else. I'm not good at it either. I stumble my words in the moment. When I hear Holy Spirit say during a conversation, if I get the privilege to be in one with with someone and I get to the point and Holy Spirit says, share the gospel now. Straight back, like half a second later, my prayer back to him is help me God. Help me God. Fill Fill my mouth with the right words. Help, help, help. That's what I'm saying back to God. I have Holy Spirit in one ear and I have the enemy whispering to me at the same time, really? You're talking about a tree and biting an apple right now. That's what I have. That's what happens. And then I have myself telling me, you sound like an idiot. They're not getting this at all. That's what happens. So don't think for a second that I'm a a professional up here. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. And I've had to read books to learn more about it, to equip myself. And I, I've brought some here today, and I've got books down the front. Um, so if you're, if you're interested in titles, go over there and take um, screenshot of the books. I've had to find my approach with it. And that has been a journey over the years. That doesn't come naturally. I've had to find things and stick them in the back of my Bible as ways to help me remember it. But I think at the very least, we need to begin to have a go 
we need to begin to have a go. Because there are so many people in this world, they are looking for answers. They are looking for answers. And we have the answer. We hold the key. We hold the key. We have the answer. It's Jesus. And we need to share this answer with them wherever he calls us, whoever he sends us to. We need to share the good news with them. We can't keep our keys in our pockets or keep sitting on them. Doors won't be opening if we aren't using our keys. We need to pull them out and use them so the kingdom of heaven can keep advancing. We need to rebuke the lie that says, I can't, so I won't. And, and just start having a go with God's help. Have a go. He will help you with the words. He will fill your mouth. You will be surprised how he will empower you by the Holy Spirit. Will you stuff it up at times? Probably. Will it sound clunky? Probably. Will people say no to Jesus? Probably. But shake the dust off your feet and just keep moving. Keep moving. I've sounded clunky. I've stuffed it up. People have said no, thank you. Keep moving. Being a witness and sharing the gospel is a lifetime appointment for all of us. And it's not just my calling because of a title and a registration. It's not just the guy over there's calling because he loves it and he's an extrovert and he's an evangelist. It's your call. It's our call. It's our call. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The, the news that the God of Israel reigns. Each believer reaching others is the secret to expansion and always will be. Pray for opportunities. He will answer that prayer. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So my encouragement to you is to always have a two-minute version of your testimony and a two-minute gospel version up your sleeve. You'll never know how quickly you may have to share it. Two-minute testimony, two-minute gospel. I encourage you to be armed with those things. They're in your toolbox. We have only one lifetime to reach people. My friend told me, just think about this. My friend told me, Tam, have you ever thought of the fact you won't be able to share Jesus with the lost in heaven? There'll be no opportunity in heaven to share Jesus or his good news. And I've always remembered that. We get one lifetime to have a crack. We get one lifetime to have a go. Life is short. 
God's chosen you to have his keys to the kingdom. He has revealed himself to you. He has given you the keys. He's entrusted you his storehouse. And on the days that I find my keys around my house or around my office, there's a celebration. When Heather found them on Matt's desk, we all cheered because we were overlooking for them. It was a party. I can get into my house. I can access everything. I can get into my car and I can go to that appointment. In the same way, we need to be using our keys, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, operating in our God-given authority, releasing his kingdom on earth so that there is cheering in heaven and his kingdom advances, that it keeps moving. So the next time you're in a conversation and the person doesn't know what to do, listen, then use your key. Pray for them in Jesus' name. Release peace into their situation and ask God to guide them and give them wisdom. The next time someone comes to you and shares that everything seems to be going wrong and they're feeling defeated and they're hope and feeling hopeless, listen, then use your key. Share the hope that you found in Jesus. Share a story of the breakthrough you have seen in your life. The next time someone comes to you and shares about pain in their body and they're over it, listen, then use your key. Pray for healing in Jesus' name. Say, simply say, be healed in Jesus' name. The next time someone comes to you and shares they need God to provide and come through for them, listen, then use your key. Pray for God's provision and kingdom resources into their life. The next time someone asks you about your faith, listen, then use your key. Share that short two-minute version testimony of God's goodness. The next time the Lord opens up a door, go boldly with his Holy Spirit and use your key. Share that simple gospel message that you're prepared with. Through the 30 years of not walking with Jesus... God placed people along my path as his witnesses. Now, if they walked away discouraged, thinking they just wasted some of their time, that didn't do anything, they believed a lie. I remember the footprints poem that mum put on the back of our toilet door. I remember my Christian friend asking me why was I wearing a cross around my neck in grade six for fashion. I remember being taken by family to the Salvation Army Church in my high school years just because I slept over the night before in their house. I remember watching my in-laws say grace around their table. I remember running into a missionary in Japan and hearing about what they were doing. 
I remember when my mother-in-law told me to go and sit with God and tell him your worries. I didn't. I didn't know how to do that. But I remember that she told me to do it. I remember when my husband asked me one Easter, do you want to go to church this year? I remember when my father-in-law asked me, can I pray for you? And I remember the day when I met my Saviour Jesus, 10th of May, 2010. So keep using your key, church. Keep sharing Jesus. Keep sharing your faith. And don't believe the lie that it's a waste of time. Now more than ever, we have to get our keys out of our pockets and it's time to use our key. It's time to use your key. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, Have the best week.